0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome along to our new slot Tuesday evenings for the VCO eSports studio. With myself, Ben Costin-Juris. And as you know, every week we interview the very best uh, in sim racing, whether it be drivers, organisers, championships from the virtual and from the real world. And we really believe in providing the most realistic platform for you guys to race whether it be as a top level professional or whether it be just part of a community and last week uh, we announced a partnership with Ivra based out of Toronto and to explain more about what Ivra do and why VCO and Ivra have become a partnership we have the Chief Operating Officer uh, julian bell joining us uh, very early in the morning uh, in toronto but thank you very much for joining us julian um just tell us a little bit about what ivra is
1: uh so ivra is a um you know it's an organization that's that's been it's been around for a while and uh you know casper and i um have kind of molded it to what it is now and you know we really seek to offer sim racers you know the best that they can get in, in sim racing, to kind of realistically um, emulate what you would actually get at a track day or at a race day, um, like kind of across the board, and you know, for for some series that we have, that's you know, full safety car procedures, uh, multi-class racing, uh, and for others, it's you know, a supporting series that's going to race uh, prior to the main series of that day. Um, so we really try to to give all the teams and the drivers the the best experience that they can have, uh, rather than just kind of a, a show up and, and drive type deal.
0: And where is this motivation come from? What's your involvement in sim racing before?
1: Uh, I think, you know, for me personally, I've always been um, a really competitive guy. I've played, uh, you know, competitive sports at high levels uh, kind of throughout my life. and you know once you're once you're done school done university and you don't have the the regular things you might have you start to look for for other stuff to kind of fill that void and you know have teammates have competition and stuff like that and you know that's how i got into it uh and you know casper has you know always been a motorsport enthusiast uh and loves racing himself and so you know Collectively, uh, you know, we raced together for quite a while. Uh, won a championship ourselves uh, in DGFX, which was uh, part of uh, the former IBRA. Um, and so, you know, we kind of looked at it and and said, you know, like we believe that we can put a package together that uh, reflects what we would want to have uh, during the race day, uh, and that. You know it's something that we think that a lot of other drivers want to have too uh and so you know and seeing you know people continue to come out um, and you know our own competitive and more sport passions i think collectively that's what kind of drives us to keep going and to keep producing uh you know the best service that we can
0: and i mean there's so many organizations that put together uh, races on i-racing uh every day of the week what kind of makes Ivar stand out?
1: Yeah, I think um, it's good because you know in iRacing um, you have you have a lot of uh, different options, right? And everybody likes and prefers different things. Uh, you know, for some it's it's the arrive and drive mentality. You know, some people uh, it's just it's fast lap after fast lap, and they're they're happy to do that. Um, you know, and, that's the great thing is that, you know, there's something that fits everybody and what they want to do. Um, you know, I think for us personally, uh, what sets us apart and, you know, what motivated me to to start in endurance racing? Because honestly, when I started with sim racing, I didn't think endurance racing uh, or GT cars or GTE cars was what I was going to be interested in, in driving. I thought it'd be open wheel because I was like F1 growing up, right? Uh, but then you're introduced to something new and you realize like there's a whole Different strategy involved, um, and you know, with the with the races that we run, especially the ones with safety cards, you know, it's not just a and drive, and you can't just be fast to be successful. Uh, there's so much strategy involved in so many different ways uh, throughout the race, and you know, you you need spotters, you need uh, somebody that's doing strategy for you if you're going to actually do well. Um, which kind of goes back to that, trying to simulate and emulate what what an actual race day in an endurance series would look like for people. Uh, You know, we have, uh, I think a good example is Andrew Streetly, who's the the main engineer for Fiercely Forward. You know, he's got an intense setup and he does all of their planning for their engineering. He's got 10 screens going on with an intense amount of data. Um, And just increasingly, that's what we're seeing from a lot of the teams that are participating is that you know, they realize that they have to be running uh, all these different scenarios that may occur because a safety car can realistically come out at at any time uh, and that will completely shake up the field. And if you're not prepared for that, if you're not planning for that uh, or understand how those things operate, you could be on paper the fastest person out there, but not even close to the top five. And I think that's the biggest thing for us, at least, you know, from from my viewpoint that separates us from from other potential series is that there's so much more involved, uh, and that strategy, you know, for me, makes things a lot more fun.
0: You mentioned safety car a couple of times. Uh, it's a bit of a bugbear. I know it is a big bugbear of the, the boss of uh, VCO, and it's a bugbear of mine that, uh, as you say, an endurance race can be so formulaic and can be rehearsed so many times in sim racing because... Of the lack of unpredictability, that the uh, impossibility of having rain for the moment uh, on iRacing, and as you say, a, a safety car period. Why did you choose to implement safety car periods, and and how do you implement safety car periods in your endurance series? Uh,
1: the safety car periods were actually they were they were around. Um, you know, it's not something that that we invented, so to speak. Um, you know the. Djfx uh, and the club sport series. Uh, we're running them prior to us at Ivra running them, and that's you know something that we were involved into. Um, but you know, over the past two years since we kind of amalgamated became Ivra, we've really perfected you know what the safety car looks like uh, and how it's going to operate. Um, and so you know, it's it's there's there's a lot of different layers to it. You know, we we. We have software that's running that's going to let us know, uh, you know, where all the classes are on track, um, kind of at all times, you know, so that we understand where um, potential issues are coming up. Uh, you know, we're constantly surveying the field uh, during the race, and you know, if we see something, we've got to move to that. We have to we have to assess it and say, you know, is this something that warrants a safety car coming out? Is this something that you know the car can limp back to the pits on their own, um, or you know, are they out of fuel? It might be a few different things uh so you know we have to assess the scenarios going on with with you know like car number two three four why are they on the side of the road uh you know and then from there uh internally on on discord with the teams we have a bot that they can request a tow so you know if that comes up then we know you know immediately we're throwing the safety car at that period um at that point sorry and then you know from us we have uh, a team of a usually at least four or five people, uh they're all at different kind of like, you know, quote unquote, stations. So, you know, somebody has to operate the safety car, somebody has to be on pit lane, you know, somebody's over comps, uh, just keeping an eye on teams, letting them know where to go so that we don't run into you know unnecessary incidents. Um, and then you know as we as we proceed through this, uh, you know, we have to figure out, you know, do certain cars have wave rounds? where are they in their class relative to the leader of that class? Uh, you know, we, we're calling pit lanes to be open. Uh, we're calling the pit lane exit to be open. And, and these are all things that, you know, teams can be penalized on too. Uh, so, you know, if, if it's if a team coming in that's not used to these, it's very easy for them to run into scenarios where, uh, and, you know, this happened in Ohio last year, actually. We had, we had 10 cars that came out of the pit lane uh, before it was opened. And, you know, several of them were leading the group of L 2s and they get end of line penalties. And now, you know, your race has completely changed because you're trying to fight back to get to where you were for, for the majority of the race. Um, so that's kind of how it goes as we're proceeding through it very simply. Uh, and then, you know, once we've we've finished our, our wave rounds, our end of line penalties, um, and any other like little necessary things that need to get ironed out, uh, we'll let the team to know that we're going back to green. Uh, we have a, an acceleration zone, restart zone, um, and, you know, they get back to it
0: interesting so it really is as you say very similar to, to the real world uh, it does sound like it takes quite a bit of manpower though it's just it's not just you kind of overseeing the whole thing it sounds like you've got a good team behind you
1: yeah and you know we have to our, our team's really great um, and it's very um, kind of fluid too. like we have our own RC briefings, uh, the same as we send out drivers' briefings to all the teams and the drivers um, that you know we review prior to races, so that you know we know where each of us uh, are going to be. I guess you can say stationed for the race, um, and you know what duties that entails um, for the race. And uh, you know, honestly, you can only go as far as the you know the, the people that are around you. Um, and, and the jobs they're doing. Like, this could not be possible with just one or two people. There's just far too much involved. Um, so, you know, we're definitely grateful to have the people on helping that we have.
0: Uh, so, we've talked about the Endurance Series, but you run a, a different selection of series, and it does seem as though some are for the more professional teams, others are really catering for the community what's the kind of motivation and and, and how does that work
1: yeah I think uh, you know ideally like we have series that are offered uh, you know for for everybody that's, that's on that's on iRacing um, and you know that's for some people it's the MX5 uh, and for some it's the Endurance Series um, and even within each one you know we realize that there's going to be People that are super fast, uh, and you know, people that are just beginning uh, and want to try getting into private series, uh, see how they work. You know, start to learn. Like, oh, there's a safety car. These people are doing a safety car. Like, what does that mean? We haven't seen that before. What is insurance racing? A lot of people, again, it's just you know something they might not know of. So, um, you know, with, with Club Cup, for example, just that's that's just MX fives, super super fun. Uh, and you know, this year we're going to have. Uh, different classes in that so that you know people that are on the you know the lower lower spectrum of, of top and lap times are still competing in their own championship uh you know while the, the pros so to speak are up there battling in theirs. Uh and you know with club sport it's kind of that like gateway, that entry towards uh potentially, you know, competing in intern series. Uh but you know for some teams they might love the, the classes that are racing there, um, and you know, be happy to stick with that because that's basically run the exact same way as we run uh, the endurance series. It's just instead of these you know top tier sports cars, prototype cars that you see in IMSA or, or WEC, um, it's you know the 911 Cup, uh, GT4s and TCRs. And so you know, on its own merit, those are super super fun but it is a very different race to have compared to what the endurance series is uh and then you know finally we have the the HyperX uh, gt sprint series which uh just gt3 cars and you know we've, we've opened up the calendar this year so there's going to be a lot more races than that and that's that's a uh, two one-hour sprint races and again there's there's different classes so it's you know we understand that's there's going to be the, the pro teams or semi-pro teams that are coming up to that that, you know, are going to be at the front super, super fast. Uh, but, you know, these these more AM-sided teams can come in and still compete on the grid with them in their own championship. Uh, and then the, the Triple Crown, which is uh, one that we just started this year, um, and hopefully the, uh, the second one is going to get up and running in December at Silverstone, is a 24-hour race that's us you know, fully on board ourselves for safety car periods, full race control, live stewarding, um, which again is just a completely different challenge for teams and drivers. You know, iRacing official series or official races, they have their 24 hour events, but again, it's the kind of arrive and drive type deal. Um, you know, obviously intense practice going on, but uh, basically it's, can I stay alive, not get damaged and consistently drive fast? And that, that's practically it, right? You run away from people and you're safe at the front. Uh, but you know, doing a 24-hour race with a with full safety car period, full race control and stewarding, you know, you take 10 minutes of damage, 13 minutes of damage, you are still fully and completely in that race um, and would have no time getting back to the lead pack. So uh, I think that's kind of the, the spectrum that we offer and, and why it's good for kind of really anybody in the service
0: sounds really really interesting um so finally just let's talk about the partnership with vco uh and how it came about and yeah. and what why it's important for, for you guys
1: um yeah, vco vco is somebody that that you know
0: we uh,
1: i guess you say grew up watching uh, in sim racing it's it's you know this this big name that you see on everything uh and you know, it's always doing and involved with some pretty cool stuff uh and so, you know, as we grew this year, um, you know, we started to to look more for for ways to, uh, you know, support our growth and support what we were trying to accomplish. Um, and I think the, really the uh, the charity event that, that you guys put on a while ago um, was one of the main things that kind of kicked that off for us. Um, you know, Florian, Florian and I got in touch shortly after and, you know, realized that together we might be able to, you know, keep uh, pushing forward in the community um, and, uh, you know, just further pushing what is possible in sim racing and what can be offered to sim racers that just help to fully realize that, that emulation and simulation of, of race days, um, which is really cool and something that we're really looking forward to.
0: And they'll be broadcast uh, almost all of the races i think are broadcast on our vco channel so there'll be plenty of high quality production value in in everything that uh, you guys are doing and the uh, anybody who joins and, and decides to race will get great uh, great coverage as well
1: absolutely super super stoked about that um yeah i think you know it'll we'll have we've all had races block partnered up for us with the broadcast and you know they do a great job and then you know to have that further hosted through VCO on, on all of your different platforms. It's it's gonna be, you know, great for, for everybody involved, uh, you know, to be able to to watch it on so many I guess different platforms to reiterate, but uh in different ways. Uh, really, really looking forward to, to what's to come in this upcoming season with you guys.
0: Right well, for anybody, therefore, that's watching this this evening and goes, oh, I didn't know about that. How do I, um, how do I learn more? You've done a very good job of giving us all the information, but uh, is it all written down somewhere? Is there a website that we can, uh, to can log on and register?
1: Yeah, if you if you head over to uh, uh you know it's it's super super simple there to to find each of the different series, the regulations that are for those series. Um, and really, anything else that you might be interested in, uh, and you know, for each of those, you'll see a Discord link as well. Uh, we just have one server now, so you know, if you find one, you're going to the right place. And uh, you know, any of any of uh, Race Control or Casper, myself are always happy to answer questions uh, and kind of you know direct people in the right uh, way, right place, so that you know they kind of find
0: what they're looking for. It's like you're going to be very, very busy the second half of this year and into next year. Uh, Julian, thank you very, very much for joining us here on VCO. Um, it's been a pleasure to chat to you. Glad
1: to be glad. Thanks a lot for having me, guys.
0: So here on the chat show, every week we have a different uh, guest and we never really know who it's going to be. So make sure you tune in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock and of course re-watch everything on our YouTube channel. All 50-odd broadcasts uh, are up there for your delectation. And if you do want to get involved uh, with IVRA, then it is IVRALEAGUE.COM I'll be heading there right this second to see if there's anything that fits my bill, although I'm a bit rubbish. So until next week... Enjoy your sim racing and bye-bye.